Jordan Poyer is back, a new wide receiver for the offense. Stefan Diggs restructures his contract. Dane Jackson was tendered. We've got a lot to break down today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I am your host of Locked On Bills. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. And as a reminder to you, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Well, folks, Jordan Poyer is back. All Pro Poe is back. There is no replacement for Jordan Poyer quite like the man himself. When we started this conversation last summer and Consider the upcoming list of free agents, right? It was Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox. I didn't see Poyer staying and Edmonds leaving. But circumstances certainly came into play. Tremaine Edmonds goes out and has his best season ever and cashes in for $18 million a season with $50 million guaranteed from the Bears, which apparently the Bills didn't feel comfortable giving to Tremaine. Meanwhile, Poyer has a good season, but obviously has a bunch of injuries, two elbow injuries, a foot injury, a rib injury, a concussion. He's 32 years old. He hits the market, and I'm guessing – the value he was looking for wasn't there. So what's the alternative for Jordan Poyer? Go back and pair with Micah Hyde and play for the organization that gave you the opportunity to be a superstar in this league. And that's what happened. I'm excited. I'm sure you can tell. Poyer and Hyde at safety has been one of my favorite things about this team. In my time of being a Buffalo Bills fan, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde at safety is really high on the list of things that I've absolutely loved. Maybe one of these days I'll get into a podcast. My my brain's going, like, what else is up there? Well, Josh Allen at quarterback certainly up there. Steph Diggs is up there. Kyle Williams is up there. But Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde's up there too. I've often said on this podcast that I want those dudes together for as long as possible. And I'm glad that there is a new opportunity for a proper ending. Could you imagine their last season being together, resulting in Micah Hyde suffering a season-ending neck injury in week two? And then Poyer battles injuries all season long only to have his final snap 
as a bill resulting in a concussion in the playoff loss to the Bengals. We don't have to live in that world because they're back. Obviously, this means a lot for the Bills' defense. A lot. I mean, your starting safety pair is locked in for next season, which is huge. Obviously, Micah Hyde has just this year on his deal. It's a two-year contract for Jordan Poyer. I think about signing Micah Hyde to an extension to run parallel with Poyer. They both have 2023 and 2024. And you could probably create a little cap space if you do that too. But obviously, the impact on the Bills' defense is significant. Immediately, this takes away the urgency from tinkering with Christian Benford at safety. And we'll talk about Dane Jackson and the restricted free agent tender later on in the podcast and what that means for the depth and all those types of things. But you really don't have to force that yet. You can give Benford another year at corner, and you could still kind of gradually do this if that's the appropriate path to take. But to me, it helps me process the loss of Tremaine Edmonds. Losing Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer was a major concern for me. We don't have to live in that world. We don't have to live in that world. We know what Poyer and Hyde bring to the table. And one thing that's encouraging for me as it relates to Jordan Poyer and him being able to produce for the next two seasons is the fact that he got a bit of a late start into being a full-time player in the NFL. First few seasons, not a a whole lot of playing time. That really ramped up when he came to Buffalo. But also just the way that this guy takes care of himself. You know that he's going to give himself every opportunity to be a high-impact player for as long as possible because we're fully aware of his training regiments and how he takes care of his body. And so I'm excited. I I think that's just what this comes back to. I am excited. I had conditioned myself to start thinking about last season being Poyer's last year in Buffalo. And it's not. Now, I think as time went on, once the legal tampering period started on Monday and the hours kept on passing and Jordan Poyer didn't agree to terms with any team. Meanwhile, you're seeing some of the other safeties get signed and they're getting signed to some of the destinations that made the most sense for Poyer, whether that's Dallas who brought back Donovan Wilson or the Raiders who signed Marcus Epps or the Dolphins who really probably took what they were planning on giving Poyer and and that was absorbed into the Jalen Ramsey deal. And they've since pivoted to Deshaun Elliott. As all those logical destinations started being filled and Poyer still dangling out there, he started to warm up to the idea that he could be back. Now, I was cautious because I didn't want to set myself up to be hurt. I'd already conditioned myself that that was it for Jordan Poyer in Buffalo. But here we are. Here we are. As of the recording of this podcast, we don't have the contract figures. 
I'm sure it's reasonable. We know it's a two-year contract. But I think I can speak on behalf of pretty much all of Bill's Mafia in that we're elated to see Jordan Poyer back with the Buffalo Bills. The last thing I want to say on this Jordan Poyer situation, because I don't have to sit here and break down Jordan Poyer. You've watched him play since 2017. You know what he brings to the table. But I think Brandon Bean deserves some credit for how he handled this situation. Poyer didn't show up to anything that was voluntary this past offseason. Certainly made it known that he was not happy with his contract situation. And Bean didn't panic. He let it play out. He called his bluff. The money Poyer and the money and opportunity Poyer was looking for wasn't there. Came back home. It's a good reminder that value, true value, is only what someone is actually willing to pay you. And I think everybody learned through this that the best place for Jordan Poyer to keep playing football is in Western New York for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Jordan Poyer re-signing in Buffalo wasn't the only notable Bills move on Wednesday. The Bills also signed wide receiver Deontay Hardy, which we're going to talk about next. But first, I need to tell you about FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's talk about new Buffalo Bills wide receiver Deontay Hardy. I know this hit the timeline and people are wondering, you know, who is this player? What is this contract? So let's talk about it. Obviously, former New Orleans Saints wide receiver Deontay Hardy agreed to terms on a two-year contract with the Buffalo Bills. Now, the terms of the deal, the way that they were being reported, were really strange. But in reality, that's kind of what happens this time of year, where the numbers reported are designed to make the agent look good. So you start seeing like two years, 13 million, and you're wondering like, what is, what is this contract? Now, with the incentives, that's what he can make. But thanks to Sal Capaccio of WGR 550, we have the real numbers. Sal reported that Deontay Hardy has a $2.75 million signing bonus. And then his base salary in 2023 is $2 million, which is fully guaranteed. In 2024, it's $2.3 million, which is guaranteed against injury. Then he has a $500,000 roster bonus. If on the fifth day of the 2024 league year, he's still on the team. And he also has up to $2 million in incentives for receiving yards, punt return average, touchdowns, 
Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. So the Bills put together a very reasonable deal that can be impacted heavily by incentives, which is exactly the type of contract a player like Deontay Hardy should get. So who is this player, right? He's he's 25 years old. He turns 26 in December. Was an undrafted free agent in 2019 out of Assumption College, which is Division II football. And he had a great career at Assumption College. He actually holds the NCAA record, and that's regardless of division. So all classifications of college football. He's college football's all-time leader in combined touchdown returns with 14. That's a ton. He goes to the New Orleans Saints, makes the team as a UDFA, spent his first four seasons with New Orleans, and across four seasons, he caught a combined 64 passes for 793 yards and four touchdowns. His best season was in 2021, where a large chunk of his production came. 36 catches, 570 yards, three touchdowns. And keep in mind, Drew Brees wasn't the quarterback. We're talking about Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, Ian Book. It's not like they've really had quarterback play with the Saints over the last few years. But one thing we should be mindful of in 2021, his best season, is that he missed three games due to a suspension. In July of 2021, ahead of that season, he was arrested in Maryland for DUI. He was cited for negligent driving, reckless driving, failure to obey traffic control device instructions, and exceeding the speed limit after driving erratically, going 77 miles per hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. So he missed three games due to that. And then in 2022, last year, he only played in four total games and then missed the rest of the season due to turf toe. So those are some things to be mindful of here. So he's been a high-impact punt and kick returner in the NFL, just like he was at Assumption College. I actually uh, did a search on my own name because I feel like I've, I've commented on him in the past, and I'm on record uh, a couple of years ago saying that I think he's the best return guy in the NFL. Now we'll see how that all works together with Naheem Hines. I think you may want... Harris is your kick returner, and I don't know, Hines is your punt returner. Matthew Smiley can figure that out, and obviously some of that's going to be influenced by their roles on offense, but suddenly the Bills have a lot of depth at returner with two really, really good ones in Hines and Hardy, so they can figure that out, but you have a dynamic talent that's going to be touching the football and punt and kick returns for the Bills, regardless of who's back there, if it's Hines or Hardy. But he's been a high-impact kick and punt returner in the NFL, was actually a pro bowler as a rookie in 2019. Now, we talked about his production as a receiver, and the volume, right, the volume of production is not very impressive across four seasons. But, and this is important, his per-snap and per-route metrics are elite. Not good, elite. There's a, a graphic out there that I want to talk about that quantifies this. So the most yards per route run out wide since 2020 for a minimum of 150 routes, yards per route run. So this is a good way to measure production per 
route run, and again, as an outside receiver. Deontay Hardy's fourth in the NFL. Number one is Amon Ross St. Brown with the Detroit Lions, who's had a phenomenal start to his career. Tyreek Hill, you've heard of him. A.J. Brown, there's another name for you. Deontay Hardy's number four, and Devontae Adams is number five. And yards per route run out wide since 2020 for a minimum of 150 routes. So the per route production is unreal. Now, what does that mean for the Bills offense? Well, we'll figure that out. He's an interesting player. I don't know that he'll ever be a high-volume player. He's small. He's 5'6 and 3'8", 171 pounds, 28 and a quarter-inch arms, 8 and three-quarter-inch hands. He is tiny. But he's quick and he's explosive. And he's had a, a ton of production per snap in the NFL. Some metrics that I want to provide to you here regarding Hardy and um, just what he's done so far in the NFL is his yards after catch, 6.6 yards after catch per reception for his career. The Bills, Josh Allen's been around 4.3 to 4.5, so this is definitely a player that can produce after the catch. He's got a 5.2% drop rate, which is outstanding. Three out of four in contested situations, I and mean, we're talking about a little guy here, sub 5'7", 170 pounds. Contested situations aren't going to be his thing, but to his credit, he's won three out of four so far in his career. I like his snap distribution. 56% of his snaps for his career have been as an outside receiver, 41% in the slot. And so I think when you see 5'6", 171, your natural inclination is to say, well, that's a slot-only player. Eh, not so much. He's played mostly outside, and over the past two seasons, he's over 60% outside in terms of alignment. He's a player that I'm familiar with, I will say that, but just like I did with Connor McGovern, I want to take some time and study his tape. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to present him to you just like I did Connor McGovern, which should give us some more clues into, or at least the way that I feel about what is Ability is what he really brings to the table, how I think he can fit into this Bills offense. But we know he's explosive. We know that his per snap metrics are off the charts. We know he's great in the return game. And some of those ancillary components, drop rate, contested catches, yards after catch, all of that's really, really good. And so I look forward to a more thorough explanation of his skill set on tomorrow's podcast. We're also going to talk to Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints for his perspective on Hardy. So I'm looking forward to that tomorrow on the podcast. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about Dane Jackson being tendered, Stefan Diggs restructuring his contract, and what could be next for the Bills in free agency. I'll be right back. All right, so let's talk about some of this other stuff. And it's important to note that I'm recording this podcast on Wednesday, March 15th at 5.20 p.m. Eastern time. So if there's been some crazy news that has happened, I don't know about it after that point in time. So uh, just keep that in mind as I navigate the rest of this conversation today. I want to start with Dane Jackson, Bill's cornerback. Started a lot of games last year, filled in for Trey White after he was injured in 2021, was a restricted free agent. 
and the Bills chose to tender him. And so what does that mean? Well, it's a one-year, $2.7 million contract if he's back in Buffalo. But Dane Jackson can negotiate with other teams, and he has until April 21st to negotiate with other teams. And he could agree to a contract extension, or not an extension, a contract with them, and the Bills then have the right to match that contract. So they can either match the contract and pay Dane Jackson whatever he agrees to with another team and have him back, or if the Bills say, you know what, no, we don't want to match that, the Bills would then get a seventh-round draft pick. If he is unable to agree to terms with another team, the Bills will have him back for one year, $2.7 million. This isn't exactly how I thought this was going to play out. The Bills have been through this with other players, and we've kind of seen their playbook. With Levi Wallace, they let they didn't tender him and brought him back for less than the, the tender amount. So I, I thought the Bills would not tender Dane Jackson and bring him back for less than one year, $2.7 million. And, and right now, that's the minimum that they will pay him. So it's interesting to me. I think it's good that the Bills have Christian Benford back as outside depth. You like that a ton. Obviously, Dane Jackson being back further strengthens your corner situation. I've mentioned that I think Dane Jackson can play some in the slot, so that interests me. Certainly has special teams appeal. So this is potentially something that could take some time to resolve. And we'll monitor that, of course. Um, but that's the dynamics of the Dane Jackson situation right now. The next thing I want to mention is Stephon Diggs, wide receiver. He restructured his contract, and it saves the Bills $5.4 million in cap space. And so some of the cap savings moves that the Bills have made so far has been a restructure for Diggs, Von Miller, Josh Allen, the Naheem Hines pay cut, the Tim Settle pay cut. All of that's been done to create cap space. But I want to focus in on Diggs right now because the trade reports that were out there were silly. And that's why I never addressed them on this podcast. I thought it was ridiculous. And this restructure makes something that had basically a 0% chance of happening even less likely due to the dead cap implications of the Bills moving on from Stephon Diggs. Not just this year, but future years. So you can exhale if you had any concern about the Bills actually trading Stephon Diggs. This takes something that was almost a 0% chance to even closer to a 0% chance. So rest assured, 14 is going to be catching passes from 17 in the red, white, and blue for a long time. A couple things I want to mention here as we prepare for the coming days in free agency. Now that the league year is opened and it's actual free agency, we don't have to use the word legal tampering anymore. Some things I'm looking for the Bills to do, potentially some of this is, all of this is really what I want. It's not necessarily predictive stuff, but I want to see this linebacker situation get resolved. Uh, A lot of the players being signed by other teams, you pretty much have Bobby Wagner and Drew Tranquil left as guys that I think can come in and do a good job at linebacker for the Bills. Could be a draft pick, obviously, that replaces Tremaine Edmonds. 
Could be Terrell Bernard, who the Bills drafted last year in the third round. Pretty high pick, right? I mean, you can certainly see the writing on the wall being there for Terrell Bernard to get a real opportunity to start. So all that's on the table at linebacker. I'm certainly rooting for a Bobby Wagner or Drew Tranquil. Running back is something that I think could be interesting. Uh, We know that they need that physical downhill back. There's certainly a lot of rumblings out there, and at least in terms of people getting excited about the idea of the Bills potentially trading for Austin Eckler or trading for Derrick Henry. I don't necessarily find myself wanting that to happen. I'd, I'd rather see them just bring back Devin Singletary or go after a Jamal Williams, but I want to see them get this downhill back that can pass block. Zeke Elliott was cut by the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what that money would look like, but that's the skill set I'm looking for. Zeke's very, very good in pass protection, and he's very good in short yardage. So just put that out there. Again, I'm not real interested in paying paying a whole lot of money for this, you know, three to five million. But that certainly intrigues me. I think they need that downhill presence that can win in short yardage, but also pass block. I mean, James Cook and Naheem Hines, they're not really going to give you much in pass protection, and that's huge. So linebacker, running back, defensive line, there's some names out there that really interest me. Calais Campbell's available. I'd love him in Buffalo. How about Justin Houston? You guys know I'd love that. Fletcher Cox, Shelby Harris. There are some veteran guys that I think you can get for a modest deal to come in and really elevate this defensive line rotation and especially on the edge where Shaq Lawson's an expired contract and you know Von Miller for as hopeful as I am that he can play in week one I don't know he might start the year on the the pup list wouldn't be nice to have Justin Houston chilling there to roll with Greg Rousseau and then be that third guy when Von comes back like sign me up for that stuff I think the Bills still need to find a swing tackle someone to compete with Tommy Doyle behind Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins And then maybe even depth that tight end where if you want to do more in terms of 12 personnel, I mean, you've only got Knox and Quentin Morris on the roster at tight end. So they will add a player at some point here or bring back Tommy Sweeney. But I'm interested to see if they really lean into this tight end possibility. You know, it's going to be fun to think about this offense now that they have Naheem Hines back for sure. Deontay Hardy back in there. You got some real speed, some real dynamic space ability. And so I think that should really help with the spacing, should lead to more yards after catch, should lead to more quick passing, right? It's it's all there. Uh, but obviously how it all comes together is, is interesting. I don't think the Bills have really done a good job of incorporating some of those skill sets. And so I, I'm anxious to kind of see how this all plays out. But I'm I'm interested and I'm perking up here. I'm feeling better today than I was yesterday. I'll say that. And so we'll continue the journey talking through this offseason as the news comes in, like we've talked about every day. It's coming in fast and furious. Who knows what tomorrow brings? At a minimum, I'm hoping to talk about Deontay Hardy a little bit more. We're going to talk to Ross Jackson, but could be a big deal on the table. So whatever it is, we'll talk about it here on the podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. Don't miss anything. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.